all have to adjust to 2023. We have oh, to dear. adjust to writing 2-3 instead of 2-2. Two, 2-3. Two. Two, and I'll just go ahead and tell you, when February 20th or February 3rd gets here, it'll be 23-23 and there'll be something to do about it. <laughs> go ahead and tell you. So I was looking at a at a post post today, a, a biblical post, of course. Yeah. Um, it said that uh, in 2022, the uh, according to the timetable of the Bible, that uh, the Earth was 5,998 years old, according mm -hmm. to the timetable of the Bible. So that means in 2024, it'll be 6,000 years old. According to their theological beliefs. <laughs> I just thought it was interesting. Well, glory to God. Well, it's healing school, which means we're going to talk about healing. Amazing, amazing, amazing. Healing school, we're going to talk about healing, prayer and healing school. Um, and we're going to talk about, uh, I started, and we're, I, I had to rush because I, I had to change the title. Uh, because I had actually originally titled it, Hear and Be Healed. And the Lord said, no. That's not going to work. I said, okay. He said, you have to speak to be healed. And I went, huh, you're right. So often we, we put the focus on hearing because, uh, well, let's look at it. Well, let's pray and then we'll look at it. You want to pray? Sure. Okay, let's pray. Oh, Lord, we thank you for this day and we thank you for being here with us. We thank you for giving us the words that need to be spoken to those that are here now and those that are listening online. Oh, we just thank you for your many blessings. We thank you for, for healing in our bodies and for, for wakefulness. And uh, Lord, we just, we just, we give ourselves over to you that you can lead, that you should lead the sermon and, and help us to, to speak yes. what thank you would you, have Father. us to speak in Jesus' name. Glory to God. Yes, Father. We thank you for wisdom, revelation, and knowledge coming forth. Let's go to Romans chapter 10. Romans chapter 10. We're talking about speak and be healed. Speak and be healed. Glory to God. Amen. We've made it. Let us know when you get there. Romans eight or Romans 10, 17 um, reads this. It says, so then faith. Cometh, that word cometh is italicized, so let's take it out. So then faith by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Amen. And so often we say you've got to hear the word, 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 hear the word so that faith will come. Amen. Well, there is a truth that when you hear somebody's testimony about how they got healed, that that helps produce healing in you. And faith. And, and, and it helps produce uh, faith in you, I should say. There's a truth that as you hear the, the gospel preached, that that builds faith. Amen. There's a truth that as you um, have healing scriptures that play, that that builds faith. Um, and it does. But I want you to look at this. It says, so then faith, they put that word cometh in there to help us understand what they mean but it says so then faith by hearing and hearing by the word that where it says the word is the word rhema so it's not just hearing it's not just taking scriptures on a paper and reading them just, although that, that has its place too well we're going to get there by taking scriptures that are on a paper and reading them, it will, what it does is it helps get the word from up here in your head down into your spirit. Amen. And then when you speak it by the spirit, That's when you speak that rhema word by the spirit. When, when you speak um, scripture by the spirit, that is rhema. That's, that's when, the definition. That's when you're in faith. That's when you're in faith, is when it is spoken by the Spirit. Well, how do you get it in you so that you can speak it by the Spirit? Will it simply come by hearing? It will, but it's going to take a whole lot longer than if you will speak it with your own words. Go to Joshua chapter 1. Joshua chapter 1. 
And we, we minister this a lot, but, and there's a reason for it, because there's a very good principle here. Very good principle here. Joshua 1, um, verse 8. Joshua 1, 8. Amen. Right. Glory to God. This, is, this book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth. Oh, we should never say it. <laughs> no, that's not what it means. It, what, what God told Joshua, now let me, t- let me talk to you about what happened here. Moses, who had been who the Israelites had been following, had just recently died. About 30 days prior, had died. Had moved on to glory. Now, the Israelites were very accustomed to leaning on Moses' faith. They very much so followed the man instead of God. Um, I can prove it to you because remember when they were at Mount Sinai and Moses was up in the mountain and they didn't know what happened to him other than he was up there in the cloud? Remember they immediately resulted, resorted back to the only faith and the only worship they knew? Why? Because though they saw God on the cloud, they weren't looking to God. They were looking to the man Moses. Amen. So here God is telling Joshua, Joshua, Here's how they're now going to be looking to you because you were Moses's servant or Moses's minister is the way the scripture reads it, which means servant. In other words, he was Moses's right hand man. And therefore, they were going to be looking to Joshua. And God said, Joshua, you've you've mourned. You've had your time of sorrow. Now, now it's time to get up. And he said, as you get up, he said, this is how you're going to succeed. Uh, the prior verse told him to be courageous. How much do you know in order to follow God, you've got to decide that you're just going to be courageous. You're going to decide that you're just going to take God at his word despite what anything and everything around you says. But then he said, this book shall not depart out of thy mouth. In other words, this word, the Bible, the things that God says should never stop coming out of your mouth. And, and Joshua, you know, and right after this, God speaks to Joshua. And what does Joshua do? He goes to the Israelites and he tells them what the Lord said. And every time he was up against something, he would go to the Lord and then he would go to the people and say, this is what the Lord said. Amen. He was the prime example of what does the Bible say? And he said, and, and this is what the Lord told him. He said, this book of the law shall not depart of thy, out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night. And we've done big studies on meditate, and meditate means to mutter or to speak or to turn over repeatedly out of your mouth. And in your mind. Well, there is the truth that as you're thinking it over, you're going to speak it out of your mouth. But if all you're doing is thinking, you're not getting anywhere. Because faith comes by hearing, hearing, not thinking, not thinking. <laughs> so in order to get faith in the word in you, you've got to put the word in your brain so that you can say it out of your mouth so that your ears can hear you so that it can produce. Amen. So that it can produce. And he said this, he said, this book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but there, but thou shall meditate therein how often? Day and night. Day and night. Only when you're at church? No. Only 15 minutes in the morning? No. 10 minutes in the evening? No. Only when sickness attacks? No. No. Day and night, every day. Every day. He said that thou, and here's why, that thou may observe to do according that all is written therein, so that you'll be a doer of the word, and as you're a doer of the word, then you shall, <clears throat> then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good, good success. success. So how are you going to have good success at obtaining healing? You've got to speak the word, speak the word, speak the word, speak the word, speak the word. Faith, go to Hebrews. 11, Hebrews 11, Hebrews 
I love it when the Lord gives me the scriptures right off the top of my head, right out of the spirit in the spur of the moment. I love it. Glory to God. Hebrews 11, verse 1. Verse 1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. How do you know that you're operating your faith? You'll have some substance. There'll be something that people can physically, tangibly look at and say they're, they're operating faith. They're taking action. So when you, are, when you are speaking the word over and over and over and over and over, what are you doing? You're putting substance to what you're hoping for. You're putting substance to getting healed to receiving that healing. You're putting substance to building your faith. Now, jump over to verse 6. Verse 6. But without faith, 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 I'm not broken, but without faith, you sound stuck there, but without faith, or in other words, but without action. Without action. Without acting upon the word. Without meditating day and night. Without speaking. Without meditating. Without muttering the word over and over. It is what? Impossible. Impossible to please God. So many people are not getting their healing because they're sitting and saying, well, I'm just waiting on God. The Bible says to just wait on him. Well, there is a truth that there is a point in time that you're supposed to wait for the Lord. But that's when you're waiting for fellowship. That's when you're waiting on him to come and speak to you. That's when you're, that's when you're waiting to have him come talk to you. It doesn't say, well, wait on the Lord and be healed. Scripture doesn't say that anywhere. In fact, nowhere do we see where Jesus was walking by somebody that was just sitting on the road, and he just went right on by him. He saw him sitting, and he went on right, on, right on by him. They never said a word. And Jesus paused and stopped and turned and said, well, what are you waiting for? They always called out to him. They always took action. Jesus is waiting for us to take action. Why? Because that's, what, that's how he'll know that we're in faith is we're taking action. Think about the woman with the issue of blood. What did she do? She said, if I can touch but the hem of his garment, I shall be made whole. And then what did she do? She actively went to touch his garment, and she fought through a multitude of issues to get there. She didn't let the multitude of people, the hundreds of thousands of people that were between her and Jesus, stop her. Think about Jairus. How much do you know? He went, he took action, and then he said, Lord, my servant is at home sick of the palsy. Just give your word. Just give your word. What did he do? He, he spoke. He gave Jesus something to look at. He gave Jesus an action to look at. And it was such a, such a stunning action that it caused Jesus to marvel at his faith. To marvel at his faith. Um, you know, uh, I believe... Now, it doesn't say this in the scriptures, but remember Jesus went to, to Peter's house and his mother-in-law was sick of the fever in the bed? Yep. Remember Jesus went to the house and, and he went to the bed and he laid his hand on her? Now, the Bible doesn't say that Peter or Peter's wife said anything to Jesus. But I guarantee you, while Peter was traveling with Jesus, Peter's wife probably said, God, if you'll just send Jesus to the house, cause Jesus to come to the house, if he'll just lay hands on my mother, I believe she'll be healed. Amen. 
I believe that when, when Jesus came to the door, uh, because Jesus is a gentleman. He's not just going to go tracing through the house. He's not going to just come through your front door and walk through the various rooms of your house to find your mother-in-law and go, oh, look, she's sick, healed. I believe that somebody said something about, hey, the mother-in-law is in the bedroom and she needs healing. Can you go, can you go do something about it? How much do you know? Somebody had to, to make the request. And he went. And he laid hand on her. And, and he commanded the fever to leave. And instantly, instantly, she got up and she ministered to them. She put her faith into action after the fever left because I believe that Peter and the wife petitioned Jesus on her behalf. Now, I also believe that had she not gotten up, I believe had she laid in the bed and said, well, I, I mean, it feels like the fever broke, but I'm not sure, so I'm just going to lay here and rest my body. I believe that she would have turned around and got right back sick again. See, because faith requires an action. Amen. Faith requires an action. Remember the man at the gate, beautiful, that looked to Peter and John? Remember it said that, that as they were approaching, he looked upon them with an expectancy? And then they, they came, and, 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 uh, he, he, you know, and, and they said to him, uh, Silver and gold we have none, but all that we have we give unto you in the name of Jesus. And that man got up and leaped. He leaped. There was an expectancy on his part. I believe that he, you know, and, and we talked about this at one, a prior time, um, that he was there when Jesus was coming and teaching and healing. But he didn't receive his healing at that time. Why? Well, because he didn't have faith or he failed to act on his faith. But I believe and I think it's a safe assumption that he told the Lord, he told the Father God while he was sitting there begging alms. And he said, Father, I didn't understand when Jesus was here teaching that who he was. I don't believe, I didn't know that that was the Messiah. I didn't know that I could be healed. But I hear that his disciples are healing people. If you'll send them, I will watch for them. And if you'll send them, I'll receive my healing. How much do you know? He, he, he spoke something, and he had an expectancy, and he was, he was looking. No, that's not them. No, that, well, that looks, no, that's not him. He's too skinny. No, he's too fat. No, he's, he, no, that's not the right attire. He was looking because it said that when he saw them, he fastened his eyes upon them. He was actively looking to make contact with the disciples. So we have to take action. Faith takes action. And see, here's, here's the deal when it comes to healing. The Bible tells us that, that we were healed by Jesus' stripes. Correct. Meaning we're healed. He's already done the healing. Right. It's already been completed before we were ever born. That healing, our, the healing in our bodies was completed. The yes. only thing lacking is our faith. Yes. Jesus already healed us. He already took, bore the stripes. It's already done. All we have to do is take action and receive it. Correct. Glory and we have to, but we have to have the faith in order to do that. So you got to learn how to build that faith. Correct. Let's, we're, we're in chapter 11. Just look at verse uh, 23 in chapter 10. 23 in chapter 10. Um, chapter 10. Chapter 10, yeah, verse 23. Okay. Here, here, by the Holy Spirit, he said, Paul says, and I know a lot of people question if it was Paul that wrote it or not. I assure you, Paul wrote Hebrews. Um, the Lord Jesus told Kenneth E. Hagin that Paul wrote it. And most theologians, although they're not willing to make the commitment, most theologians believe that Paul wrote it because it agreed with a lot of the writings that Paul did. He says this, he says, Let us hold fast the profession or the confession of faith without wavering. For he is faithful that promised. What are you doing when you confess the word? You're simply saying what God promised. That's all you're, you're and, and somebody says, and so you can, you can say, by his stripes I am healed. By his stripes I am healed. 
by his stripes I am healed. Well, you surely don't look healed. Well, I don't care what I look like. I didn't say it. God, I'm not, I'm not, you know, because the devil will say, if you say, I'm going to tell you right now, because I have dealt with the devil this way. If you say, if I walk, if something, sickness attaches my body, and, and, I've, and I'm dealing with symptoms, and I begin to say, by his stripes I am healed. By his stripes I am healed. By his stripes I am healed. The devil's going to come, and he's going to poke a thought at you, and he's going to say, you liar. He is. He's going to say, you ain't healed. You feel that pain. You feel that fever. You feel that sickness. You got this issue. You got that issue. You're not healed. Liar. Well, how do you conquer that? I'm not lying, devil. I'm just agreeing with what Jesus said. If the statement is a lie, then Jesus is the liar. Go take it up with him. And, of course, we all know who the real liar is. Which we know he's not going to go take it up with Jesus because he knows that we're being truthful. I am the healed of the Lord. I am the healed of the Lord. What am I doing? I'm taking action on the word, and I'm speaking the word. I'm holding fast to my confession of faith. I'm holding fast to the confession of faith. And that's what we have to do. Back up here in Hebrews and go to chapter 4. Hebrews chapter 4. And look at verse 12. Now Jesus is the word. So when we speak the word, what are we doing? We're speaking Jesus. We're speaking Jesus. We're speaking we're fellowshipping with Jesus. How much do you know, um, if you're in a crowd of people, you're, a crowd of, you're in a big crowd of people, and, and there's a bunch of us, like say that a whole bunch of us goes to, to lunch or dinner together or whatever, and we're kind of spread out along, along an end table, and say you're down here at this end, and all of a sudden you hear something, you hear your name and then something you said at the other end of the table. How much do you know your ears just immediately went, wait, what? How much do you know when Jesus hears his language, when he hears, when you speak the word of God, you're saying, Jesus! How much do you know immediately he responds? Hey, they're calling my name. What are they saying? By his stripes. Hey, that's my name. Hey, they're talking about what I went through for them. What are they saying about it? They're saying, oh, they're healed. Oh, praise God. Oh, okay. Well, uh, Father, angels, healing. Let's go. Chop, chop. Not being disrespectful, I'm just saying this is how this is how he responds. How much do you know? You respond quickly when you hear your name called. You respond quickly. And it says, for the word of God, or Jesus, the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. Any two-edged sword. When you go back and you look at this word two-edged, it actually means two mouths like that of two mouths of a river. Two mouths. So God said it, and we said it, and it brings the power and the quickening of God into play. This is the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. Now let's talk about a two-edged sword from a natural standpoint. A two-edged sword is a sword that's sharp on both edges, which means that you can swipe to the right and it's going to cut, and you can swipe to the left and it's going to cut. And it really doesn't matter who's in between. Yeah, it's going to cut. It's going to cut. Uh, sharper than a two-edged sword, piercing. Now, it's not as sharp as, but it's sharper than piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and the marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. So when you speak the word, it brings the word immediately into action and it can separate. This is physical flesh. This is soul, thoughts, feelings, emotions, personalities, and this is the spirit. Uh, immediately when the word is spoken, immediately the word, can, the word knows, Jesus knows immediately. Are you speaking logos? You're just reading words on a page? Or are you speaking that by the spirit? By the spirit. How are you saying it? How are you responding? 
he'll know immediately. And when it's spoken by the Spirit, because Jesus is Spirit, when it's spoken by the Spirit, then that's a command of the Spirit, and then all of heaven must respond. Then heaven must respond. So in order to get healing to take place, we have to speak the word. We have to speak the word. It's good to listen to the word, but it's better to speak the word. Uh, and if you don't have access to it, we'll, let us know. We'll get it for you. Um, but the word says this, uh, or, or, or I should say this, we have three different recordings that we share with our staff, with, with our people all the time. One is, Kenneth, is a recording of Kenneth E. Hagin's Healing Scriptures. And he goes through there and he, he reads a lot of scriptures that have to do with healing and he teaches on healing. And it, at the end, he reads the entire chapter of Deuteronomy 28. He lists all of the curses, every single one of them. And then he says, and then he points out um, that the, the, the verse says, and any sickness not listed. And then he goes over and he reads the entire chapter of Galatians chapter 3. And he points out that in Galatians chapter 3, verse 13, it says that Jesus did away with the curse being hung on the tree and that you're redeemed. And then he says this at the end of his, at the end of his teaching, he says this. He said, now, I want you to, uh, li he said, I want you to listen to these two chapters or read these two chapters daily. He said, but every waking moment, this is, what, this is the direction that Kenneth E. Hagin gave to get people healed. He said, every waking moment, say over and over and over, according to Deuteronomy 28, my, and then list your sickness, whatever your sickness is, cancer, tuberculosis, whatever the problem is, he said, whatever, stomach issues, whatever the infirmity is, name it. And he said, he said, and then say, but according to Galatians 3.13, that, that, that sick, my sickness is of the curse and I have been redeemed of, and name your sickness. He said, every waking moment, repeat it over, say it over and over and over and over. He said, if you're alone, just say it out loud. He said, if there's people around you, just say it softly to yourself. Just mutter it softly to yourself. He said, he said and if you'll do this just repeatedly, he said, you'll receive your healing. You'll receive your healing. And then he'd give this example. He'd say, let's say cancer is your sickness, is, your, is the ailment that you're dealing with. He'd say, according to Deuteronomy 28, Cancer is of the curse. But according to Galatians 3.13, I have been redeemed from the curse. Therefore, cancer cannot touch me. Or cancer has no right to me is the way I think he says it. And what is he doing? He's getting you to say it and say it and say it so that it will drop down in your spirit so that faith will come. And then when you say it by faith, Faith, when you say it by the Spirit, when that two-edged sword goes into action, it will cut that sickness away from your body. That's what he says. So the other recording that we use is one by Larry Hutton, and it's uh, health food. And he goes through and he gives all of the same. He gives. Uh, he uses several scriptures and he uses a lot of different translations to help you get these scriptures in you. And at the end of his CD, or as he's going through his teaching, he'll say, now you, he'll, he'll read the verse, and he'll say, so now you say, sickness you have. And he'll apply that scripture. All through his teaching, he's teaching you how to take the scriptures and apply them and speak them over and over and over until healing comes. The third recording that we use is Pastor Michael and I alternate reading the 109 healing scriptures that we have. And at the, at the beginning of it, we say it this way. We say, the Lord wants us healed, and to show you, here's 109 healing scriptures taken from the King James Version and personalized so that you'll know that God wants you healed. 
And then at the end, Pastor Mike says, at the end of it, we, we go on and we instruct you. Now, listen to these scriptures and confess them. We tell you to confess them until you are healed. Why? Because hearing alone will not bring healing. So I want to go through and I want to let the word heal speak for itself. Now, we took these same 109 healing scriptures. Most of you know the account that's in the room, but people online may not. Uh, Pastor Mike cut his foot with a chainsaw. And uh, they told us that, we were, that he was absolutely 100 they actually said you have more than 110% guarantee of an infection because of how dirty chainsaws are and because of how they cut. Basically, you're, you're going to have an infection. That's what the surgeon was telling, telling us when he's saying, we're going to go do surgery on your foot. We're going to clean it out. But, you know, it's a chainsaw and things get everywhere and you can't find everything. He says, doesn't matter. We're going to clean it out as best we can, but you're going to get an infection going to happen. 110% chance you're going to get an infection. Then he said, because the chainsaw does not cut, it chews, uh, we really can't put the parts back together. He said, we'll do our best. We'll see if we can find parts to put back together, but more than likely, there's not going to be anything that we can really, the tendons and things that have been, that have been chewed are not going to be able to be put back together. We'll talk about the power of God. There's three main ligaments that go to your big toe. One was miraculously intact. He couldn't figure out how it was intact, but it was. The second one, he was actually able to find both ends, to his shock and amaze, and stitch them back together. And the third, he said, I can't find either end of it. He said, and because of that, your toe is always going to hang down. You're never going to have any movement. He said, and then they also, he said, and that's currently, he said, but you're probably going to have to have a minimum of at least one other surgery, probably two or three. They're probably going to end up having to shorten that toe because of how the bone was cut. You'll probably have to wear special shoes all the days of your life and walk with a limp. And you'll probably never be able to fight fire again. Speak the word and you will be healed. Speak the word and you will be healed. How much do you know? The doctor wasn't trying to put us in fear. He was working off of his medical knowledge. You know, how much do you know? Man did not create the human body. They're studying it, and they're trying to figure out how to put it back together as best they can, but some things are just beyond their wisdom. Uh, I, you know, I went to the doctor because uh, I was having some problems with my knee, and he said, man, this knee is shot. You need a knee replacement. The cartridge is completely shot. Cartridge. Or cartilage, he said, it's completely gone. He said, he said, it's got tears all up and down it and through it. And I said, you can't repair it? And he said, no. I said, you can't replace it? And he said, no. I said, you mean to tell me with all the knowledge we have, you can't figure out how to, repl how to make cartilage or artificial cartilage? And he said, listen, he said, I have tried. He said, I have tried. And he said, and only God knows how that cartilage works. That's what he said. And he's a very good doctor. And he said, only God only God knows. How much do you know? I need to go see the specialist, the great physician. And I have been going to see the great physician. But he got on me. The great physician got on me. The great physician said, um, excuse me, you're whining to me that you're in pain, that you're hurting, but you're not taking your medicine. What's the medicine? Put the word in. I, said, I told the Lord, I said, Lord, I do take my medicine. I put the recordings on every single night. He said, Are you speaking it? That's what he said. <laughs> he said, yeah, you're looking at the medicine, but you ain't taking it. Does a lot of good that way, doesn't it? You're looking at it. How much you know you got medicine sitting on your shelf. If all you do is look at the bottle, how much you know it ain't doing you any good. You got to put it in the body. How do you get the word of God in the body? Well, faith comes by hearing. Mm -mm -mm. Faith, faith, faith comes. Let's go look at it again. Romans 10. Look at it again. Let's get it in us. So then faith by hearing. So in the moment that you hear the word, that begins to put faith in you. That's true. 
he said, and hearing by the spirit spoken word of God. When you speak the word by the spirit, then you're in faith. So how do you get it from your head into your spirit? You meditate on it. You say it. You mutter it. You speak it day and night, day and night. So when Michael got hit with the chainsaw, we went to speaking the word. We didn't go to thinking the word. We went to speaking the word. I had to change his bandages twice a day. And so the rule was, while I caused him great pain changing his bandages, he would speak the 109 healing scriptures. And now I'm going to tell you right now that sometimes speaking the scriptures is boring. Sometimes it's monotonous. Sometimes you just don't want to take the time. Sometimes it's dry. Sometimes the devil will say, well, you ain't doing yourself any good. Why don't you just quit speaking that word? Well, the devil wants you to quit saying it. Uh, why do you think? Because obviously it's doing some good. So, so we would read them. And sometimes it would be dry and it was like, oh, come on, let's just get through this. There'd be times he'd be crying and I'd be laughing. There'd be times I'd be laughing and he'd be crying. There'd be times the word would get all over us, the anointing would get all over us, we couldn't hardly get the bandages changed. Then there were days that it was just like, oh, this is a lot of work. Why? Because you're going to come up against, the devil is the one that brings sickness against you, and he's going to bring opposition against you. And how do, we, uh, how do we oppose him? We stand. We stand. We stand fast. We stand fast in the profession of our faith. That's right. Well, it takes about 20 minutes to get through all those scriptures, and I just, I'm busy. You better find your 20 minutes. You better find your 20 minutes. So we started doing them every morning, every night, every morning, every night, every morning, every night. And, and we were having great success. The wound was healing supernaturally. It was healing fast. We weren't having any infections. Everything was looking good. The doctors were impressed. I mean, it was looking good. Well, then the devil got in there, opposition got in there, and our schedule got real busy one day, and we overslept, and we didn't take the time to speak the word to, to bring health and healing uh, over him in the morning. We just rip the bandages, smack them together, and get out the door. We didn't take the time. And then we had kind of a long day, and by the time we got home that night, it was late, and uh, I went to change the wound, and, oh, Jesus, thank you for your love and mercy, because his foot was a little swollen. There were red streaks around the wound, which is an indication of infection, uh, every time we changed the bandages, there was blood that we had to deal with. The blood was not pretty red like you would expect. It was about as brown as that picture. It was disgusting brown, and it reeked to high heaven to the point that I was almost gagging. It was so bad. How much you know? Infection was trying to set up. And, and I, just, I just looked at Michael, and he looked at his foot, and we both said, Oh, no, devil. No, that was not the time to say, well, the word of God doesn't work. That was the time to double down. That was the time to just get double serious with the devil. So I just, as I'm getting all that infectious gunk out of there, I just said, that's it, Michael. I said, the devil's had it now. I said, and I told the devil, I, just, I talked just like this. Just like this. I said, you foul, stinking devil. I said, you disrupted the power this morning to make us late, to cause us to not do those scriptures. Well, just for that, you've done it now. Now, instead of reading the word twice a day, we're going to do it three times a day. And if that doesn't work, we'll do it four times a day. Mess with me, devil. We'll do it five and six times a day. We are not having this, and we command you and your infection to go in Jesus' name. And we sat there, and we read through these scriptures twice. Twice. Took us about 40 minutes. And the next day, guess what? We got up that morning, and we did them. We stopped at lunch, and we did them. We stopped at dinner time, and we did them. Guess what we did the next day? Morning, lunch, and, morning, lunch, and evening. The next day, morning, lunch, and evening. The next day, morning, lunch, and evening. You think the devil came at us the second time? No. Why? Because he knew I was serious. 
because I had proved to him time and time again that every time he messed with me, I would double down. And, and never once after that day and that, that one time did we see signs of infection. Never. Never. He never had a second surgery. He never had an infection. He can actually, his toe, it, it sits down just a hair, but he can actually move his toe up and down, and he can bend and flex his toe, which they're like, that's not supposed to happen. He, one year from the date he went and worked the hot shots, a year later, the, the elite firefighters, uh, one year later, and they said, well, that's probably not going to ever happen. You're probably going to have to retire, you know, go out on disability. Guess what? The Word of God works. So let's read these scriptures. Let's read these. So if you'll take these scriptures and you'll begin to say them and you'll begin to speak them over and over and over and over and over, I'm telling you, no sickness, no heart disease, no Parkinson's, no glaucoma, no uh, ADD, ADHD, no depression, no thoughts of suicide, no, no sickness that the devil can bring against you can stand when you'll stand on the Word of God. When you'll stand on the Word of God. Your joints will be replaced when you'll stand on the Word of God. Genesis 6-3, now we took these and we personalized them. We personalized them. So they're not word for word off the King James. But I sat at the computer and I looked these scriptures up and I read the entire chapter and I said, how can I take this promise of God and put it into a, into a one-word statement? And Michael sat one and helped me, or one sentence, or one or two sentences, and, and, and he sat and he helped me go through them. And, and this, is what, uh, this is what they say. These are the promises of God. Genesis 6, 3 says, the Lord said, your days will be 120 years. Now listen, when I read, when we do our recording, we pause between each one so that you can hear it and then you can say it. Then you can hear it and then you can say it because you've, you've got to get them in there. And so when I play this, I just say it with me, with, with them. So Genesis 6, 3, the Lord said, your days will be 120 years. You going to go? Okay. Genesis 15, 15. You shall be buried in a good old age. Exodus 12, 1. Because of the blood, sickness will pass over you, and the plague shall not destroy you. Isn't that good news? Exodus 15, 26. Listen to the Lord your God. I will put no disease upon thee, for I, the Lord, for I am the Lord that heals you. Exodus 23, 25. Serve the Lord. And I will take sickness away from the midst of you. I look at that. I mean, that's a promise of God. If you'll just serve him, he'll take the sickness away from you. Exodus twenty three twenty six. The number of your days I will fulfill. Deuteronomy four forty. My statutes, or keep my statutes, so that it may go well with you, and your days will be prolonged. What are one of his statutes? meditate the word day and night. Keep the word in your mouth day and night, and he will cause you to have long life. Deuteronomy 7.15 The Lord will take away from you all sickness and will put no evil diseases upon you. Deuteronomy 11.21 Your days will be multiplied in the land which the Lord gave on to you. Deuteronomy 23.5 The Lord turned the curse into a blessing for you. Because the Lord your God loves you. Psalms 118.17 You shall not die, but live and declare the works of the Lord. Psalms 147.3 I heal your broken heart and I bind up your wounds. Isn't that good news? Come on. That's a good one. Proverbs 3.8 Your word, or my word, this is the Lord speaking, My word shall be health or medicine to thy navel and morrow to thy bones. Well, you wonder what the navel is? That's that thing we call the belly button. How much do you know when you're a baby in the womb, that's where you get all your nourishment from. 
He's drawing a picture that his word will insert nourishment to every part of your body like the umbilical cord does for a baby in the womb. That's the indication here. And so he said, my word shall be health or medicine to thy navel. In other words, to every part of thy body and to the marrow of thy bones. Proverbs 4.10. Hear and receive my sayings, so the years of your life shall be many. Aha. I, Lord, I hear them. How do you receive them? You speak them. You speak them. Proverbs 4.22. My words are life unto them that find them. And health to all their flesh. How much do you know if you found a great treasure, you would proclaim it everywhere you went? Everywhere you went, you'd be proclaiming that treasure. You'd be saying to everybody, you'd be showing everybody those wonderful gold coins and those wonderful gems. Well, how much do you know the, the, the word of God is like that? And we should be proclaiming it to every person. Glory to God. Proverbs 15.30. My good report makes your bones fat. Ooh, it's good to have fat bones, healthy bones. Proverbs 16:24. My pleasant word is sweet as honey to your soul and health to your bones. Proverbs 17:22. Your merry heart does good like a medicine, but your broken spirit dries out the bones. Isaiah 32 and 3. Your eyes shall not be dim, and your ears will hear. Miss Ann proclaims this one all the time. She'll walk through the house saying, I have perfect sight and perfect hearing. I see and I hear everything. My eyes do not go dim. My ears do not go dim. What is she doing? She's proclaiming the word of God over her. She's proclaiming it. It speaks to her heart. Isaiah 32, 4. You will understand knowledge, and the tongue of the stammerers will speak plainly. Glory to God. Isaiah 35, 5. The blind eyes shall be or are open, and your deaf ears shall be or are unstopped. Isaiah 35, 6. I make you the lame man to leap as a stag or deer and the tongue of the dumb to sing. How much do you know when you're lame and you're limping and you're having a hard time, how much do you know to leap like a deer? I mean, we got deer around here. We've seen them leap, right? Leap right out into your lane if you're not careful. How much do you know? That would be a good thing. It's a good thing. 38.16. Isaiah 38.16. I will make you live and have recovered you and make you to live. Ooh, that's a good one. Isaiah forty twenty nine. I give power to you the faint, and to you that have no might, I increase your strength. Isaiah forty thirty one. Wait upon me, I will renew your strength. You will mount up with wings as eagles. You shall run and not be weary. You are walking and will not faint. Put it into present terms. Now, now somebody, I heard it because as soon as I said, wait on me, I, I heard somebody say, see, he said, wait on me. Now, wait a minute, that's Old Testament. That's Old Testament. And there is a truth of resting. He was saying, rest in me. Rest in me. He wasn't saying, just sit on the sidelines and do nothing. He was saying, take your rest in me. How much you know, every day when we changed his bandages and we read these scriptures, we were waiting on the Lord. Amen. While we were meditating. Isaiah 41.10, fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed. I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. Yes, I will uphold you with the right hand of my righteousness. Woo, come on, don't get in fear when that report comes in. Just say, I know the great physician. Isaiah 46 and 4, I have made you, even in your old age and gray hairs, will I carry you and bear you. I will deliver you. Listen, there is no marker on your life that says, oh, over the hill, no healing for you. There's no marker on your life for that. He said, I'll take care of you when you're old. Just, just trust in me. Put your faith in me. Don't put one foot in the grave and wait for the other one to get there. Put your faith in me. Isaiah 53, 4 and 5. I bore your sicknesses and I carried your pain. I was put to sickness for you. By my stripes, you are healed. Isaiah fifty-seven eighteen. I have seen your ways and will heal you. 
I will lead you also and restore comfort to you. How much you know? God sees your ways. I told you. I was whining to the Lord. He said, yep, you're looking at the medicine, but you ain't taking it. Isaiah 57, 19. I create the fruit of the lips. Peace to you, saith the Lord, and I will heal you. He'll create. Listen, what? how do you get healing? Speak the word, and he'll create this healing in you. How much you know he created that healing in Michael? He was pulling chunks of leather out of his foot more than a year after the injury. And guess what? He had zero infection. What did, he, what did God do? He created the fruit of our lips. We spoke the word a minimum of 300 times a day, because there's 109 healing scriptures, a minimum of 300 times a day we spoke the healing words of God over his foot, and it carried us through. I think it's your turn. What one am I on? 58. Oh, 58. Eight. Isaiah 58 and 8. Let your light break forth as the morning, and your health spring forth speedily. Jeremiah thirty seventeen, For I will restore health unto you, and I will heal you of your wounds, saith the Lord. Jeremiah thirty two twenty seven. Let me back up. Jeremiah thirty one seventeen. The Lord, he said, he'll, he'll take care of your wounds. I just heard it in the spirit. He said, that one's for Kathy. Whatever happened. He said, that one's for her. Whatever happened, whatever wound took place, he's got it. I just heard it in the spirit. Uh, Jeremiah 32.27. This is one of my favorite ones. 32.27. Behold, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. Is there anything too hard for me? No. There ain't no sickness that can attach your body that God can't fix. Jeremiah 33.6. I will bring you health and a cure. I will cure you, and I will show you the abundance of peace and truth. <clears throat> Ezekiel 34:16. I will bring to you what was lost and taken away. I will bind up the broken. I will strengthen you that are sick, and I will destroy the fat and the stiff-necked. You know, a lot of times what blocks your healing is unforgiveness. That's stiff-neckedness. And he'll, he said, I'll break it. He said, I'll, just, I'll work it out of you so that you can receive your healing. And just for the record, I looked up that word fat. It describes perfectly the fat of the body. Hmm. That's not necessarily what he was talking about in that scripture, literally. But when you look that word up, fat, it's talking about that greasy, grimy, excessive stuff in the body. Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying, you can use that scripture for that. Ezekiel 37.5. Thus saith the Lord God... <clears throat> Say unto your bones, Behold, I will cause breath to enter into you, and you shall live. Glory to God. Ezekiel 37, 14. I put my spirit in you. You shall live. You will know that I, the Lord, have spoken and performed it. Ezekiel 47, 9. Everyone that comes to the river of my spirit shall be healed and live. So come to my river. Amos 5, 4. Seek me, and you shall live. Malachi. Malachi 4.2. 4, Reverence me, and the Son of Righteousness will arise with healing in his wings, and your youth shall be renewed. Showing the Lord reverence, and that will bring healing. Matthew 4.23. Jesus is teaching and preaching the gospel of God to you, healing all your sickness and all your disease. Matthew eight seventeen, Jesus took your infirmities and bare your sicknesses. Matthew 9, 2, Jesus sees your faith, saying unto you the sick, Son, be of good cheer, your, son, your sins are forgiven. Matthew 9, 12, Jesus heard your sickness and is come as your great physician. Matthew 9, 29, Jesus touched you, saying, According to your faith, be it unto you. If you're not speaking, your faith's not working. Matthew 10.1. Jesus gives you power to cast out unclean spirits, to heal all manner of sickness and all manner of disease. Matthew 12.15. Jesus heals them all that followed him, including you. In other words, he's not going to leave you out. If you believe in Jesus, he's not leaving you out. 
Matthew 14, 14. Jesus is moved with compassion towards you, and he heals your sickness. Matthew 14, 36. Come, seeking to touch the hem of Jesus' garment, and as you do, you are made perfectly whole. Matthew 15, 26 through 28. Lord, I am not... Am as, I not? Or am I not as worthy as a dog getting crumbs from the table? Jesus replied, Oh, great is your faith. Have your healing. This was a Samaritan woman. She wasn't even an Israelite. And she said, Lord, in other words, what we would call a sinner today. She said, Lord, am I not at least as worthy as a dog that will eat the scraps that fall to the floor? And he said, that's some faith in action. Be healed. Come on, that's some faith. Matthew 15, 30. Uh, bring to Jesus all that are lame, blind, dumb, maimed, sick, and diseased, for he has healed you. Mark seven thirty seven. Jesus makes both the deaf to hear and the dumb to speak. Mark nine twenty three. Jesus said, If you can believe, all things are possible to you that believe it. How are you going to get to believing? Get the word in your mouth. Mark sixteen eighteen. If you drink any deadly thing, it will not hurt you. You will lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. You can lay hands on yourself. I've done it a bunch of times. Luke four eighteen. My spirit is sent to heal your broken heart, or to heal your broken hearted, to deliver you from bondage, recover your sight, and set you free. How much you know? If you're bound up with sickness, you're not free. So to heal you, to set you free, he's got to heal you. Luke 5.13, Jesus says, I will be clean. And immediately the leprosy or rot departed from you. Luke 9.11, follow and receive Jesus. Hear his teachings of the kingdom of God and be healed from your sickness. Luke 9.56, I have not come to destroy your life, but to save it. Luke 10.19, behold, I give you power over all the power of the enemy. Nothing by any means shall hurt you. No Luke, sickness can hurt you. Luke thirteen sixteen, You, being a seed of Abraham, who Satan has made sick, be healed. John six thirty five. Jesus said, I am the bread of life. Come believing on me, and you will never hunger or thirst. You will live. John six forty seven. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me has everlasting life. John 6, 63. My spirit quicken you. The words that I speak to you are spirit and life. John ten ten. The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But I come so that you might have life and have it abundantly. John eleven twenty five. Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. Believe in me and you will live. John fourteen fourteen. If ye ask anything in Jesus' name, I will do it. Acts three sixteen. Faith in Jesus' name has made you strong. Yes, your faith brings perfect soundness. Acts four ten. The name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, who was crucified and raised from the dead, makes you whole. Acts four thirty. I stretch forth my hand to heal you with signs and wonders by the name of Jesus. Acts 10.38, I anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and power to heal you. Acts 19.11 and 12, I, God, will work special miracles to cause sickness and disease to depart from you. Romans 8.2, the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made you free from the law of sin and death. Y'all didn't know that was a healing scripture we read this morning, did you? Romans 8.11, my spirit that raised Christ Jesus from the dead also quickens your body, for my spirit dwells in you. 1 Corinthians 6.15, your body is a member of Christ. No sickness can remain in the body of Christ. 1 Corinthians 6.19, your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is God in you, and you are not your own. 1 Corinthians 6.20, you are bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. I'm going to pause right here. John G. Lake, if you don't know his testimony, 
he, he lived in the time of the bubonic plague. And he was there in the midst of where all these people were dying. And he was bringing help and aid, and he was getting the dead away from the living and different things like that. Um, and and he, he never wore any protective gear or anything, and he never got the plague. Well, there were scientists that came uh, to the area, to the region that he was in, and, and they couldn't understand how, and they were telling him, you're going to get this, you can't be handling people this, da, 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 da. and he said, no, I'm fine, I've got the blood of Jesus. He said, I won't get sick. And they, and, and, and they watched him, and they couldn't understand how he wouldn't get it. And so he told them, he said, anytime that virus, that illness comes in contact with my skin, it dies immediately because of the blood of Jesus. See, John G. Lick had a revelation that he was the temple of God and that the blood of Jesus completely coated him and lived in him. And so he told them this. He said, when it comes in, he said, I'll tell you what. He said, you get you your microscopes. He said, and when these people die, there's this foam that comes out of their mouth. He said, that's the virus. He said, you get a sample of it and you'll see that the, that the, vir the plague is very active. He said, you take that very active plague that foam he said and you put it on my skin and you watch it under the microscope and he said and you'll see that instantly that virus dies why because he understood he was the temple of god and no sickness could train could come past that protection of the blood of christ in him so these scriptures that say you're the you're the temple of god they're healing because there's a divine protection that sickness, because sickness isn't of God, sickness is of the devil. Sickness cannot penetrate the armor of the blood of Jesus on your body. That's why these scriptures are so important, the healing scriptures. Amen. Glory okay. to God. 1 Corinthians 11, oh, 1 Corinthians 6, 20. You were bought with a price, therefore glorify that's God. The oh, that's read. the one you read. Okay. 1 Corinthians 11, <laughs> 29 through 31. Strength, health, and life will be yours if you will judge yourself and discern the Lord's body. Discern how you're training yourself because your body belongs to Christ. Discern how you're dealing with him and the family. Glory First, to God. 1 Corinthians twelve twenty-eight. I have set miracles and healing in my church for you. Glory to God. 2 Corinthians 1, 10. I have delivered you from, from death. I do deliver you. I, in whom you trust, will yet deliver you. 2 Corinthians 4.11 Live so that Jesus might be made manifest in your mortal flesh. Ephesians 1.22 All sickness, including yours, is under Jesus' feet. Ephesians 6.3 May it be well with thee, and may you live long on the earth. Colossians 1.13 I have delivered you from the power of sickness. 2 Timothy 4.18, I will deliver you from every evil work and will preserve you. Hebrews 2.9, by the grace of God, Jesus suffered sickness and death for you. Hebrews 2.14, Jesus, through death, destroyed the power of sickness and death, that is, the devil. Hebrews 2.15, I deliver you from the fear of death. Hebrews 10.22, Come with a true heart, fully assured in faith, free from any doubt, as you have been washed with pure water. Hebrews 12, 12 and 13. Lift up your weak, feeble, and lame parts to the Lord so that they can be healed. Amen. James 5, 14. Call the elders of the church to pray for you and anoint you with oil in the name of the Lord and be healed. James 5, 16. Confess your faults one to another and pray one for another that you may be healed. 1 Peter 2.24 Jesus bare our sins in his own body on the tree, by whose stripes ye were healed. 2 Peter 1.3 By God's divine power he has given you or given unto you all things that pertain to life and godliness. 3 John 1.2 Beloved, I wish above all things that you may prosper and be in, be in health, even as thy soul prospers. Revelations twenty two seventeen. The Spirit says, Come whosoever will, and let him take of the water of life freely. 
And glory to God. That's the 109 healing scriptures. It took us, even with commentary, it took us about 25 minutes. Now, I want, to, I, I want to say that some folks are probably saying, well, I'm not sick. Why should I be speaking these over myself? Well, one, who here takes vitamins? <laughs> yep. Take you take my... your vitamins for what reason? In order to stay healthy, right? That's right. So if you, if you, how much better to prepare your, yourself and to build up your faith for healing before you get sick? I'm telling you right now, we would not have had the success we had with the healings that we've had the success with if we did not build our faith ahead of time. Had Michael, had we not known that it was God's plan for us to be healed, if we didn't know what God had to say, if we didn't know the great physician's report before the chainsaw accident, the words of the doctors would have rung in our ears. Or it would have crushed us. And crushed us, and we would have had everything that the doctors said because they were speaking medical truth. Everything he said was medical truth. He wasn't lying. He wasn't trying to put us in fear. He, from, their, from natural knowledge, that was the truth. But we know a supernatural physician. I mean, he said, I, he said I, there was absolutely every chance in the world that I was going to have, have uh, infection and that I'd yeah. have more surgeries. You know, up, almost a year later, a, a piece of boot leather from my boot leather boot that I was wearing when I cut my, myself with a chainsaw, I had a pimple form on the top of my foot. And, out, and, and after, you know, I was there for a couple of weeks, and it got pretty painful, and I finally had said, the heck with this, and I was getting rid of it. Out pops a piece of boot leather about the size of my pinky, the, the nail on, on, on my pinky. This is a pretty big chunk. And that's like almost a year later. So you know there was stuff in my foot. Yeah. And how much you know, a piece of leather in your foot that long probably should have created an infection, but it didn't. And we've received lots of healings, divine healings, other ways, but that's the one that's most prominent and stands out. I, I, I gotta, I'm going to see if I can find my old computer and go back and get the picture of the x-ray of his foot. You'll be shocked. At, oh, that would be a good one to see. <laughs> you don't want to see it? It's, it's shocking how... What, would you rather I bring the boot in? I still have it. <laughs> but praise the Lord, praise the Lord. God's word is true, and how you're going to walk in divine healing is speak the word, speak the word, speak the word. And here's the deal. You don't have to have 109 healing scriptures. You can have one scripture and say it 300 times a day, and it's just as effective. Just as effective. In fact, it might be more effective because that one scripture is going to get in you faster. You know, but, but you've got to speak it, or it's never going to become rhema. It's got to become rhema. Well, praise the Lord. Do you want to bless the offerings? You want to do sure. tithes and offerings? Yeah. You know, we always we always give everybody an opportunity to sow because we want everybody to have a uh, harvest. Amen. Glory to God. Well, Lord, your word says that if we give unto your kingdom, you'll give back unto us. Blessed down, bl uh, pressed down, shaken together, and running over more than we can ever ask or hope. But we don't give because of that. We give because we love you and because you loved us first and because Lord. you gave your all so that we might have all. And Lord, we, we because... We have, because you've given, we want to give some of that back. And we do it because we love you and because we're, we have a gladness and a joyous heart. Yes, and, we, and we just want to see your work done on earth as it is in heaven. So we give unto your kingdom, Lord. We give and we ask that you bless it so that it can do your work. In Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, Father. Satan, we bind you. Angels, we command you to go get it and bring it in. Father, we thank you for your goodness. We thank you that your word is true and your word is working. Amen and amen. amen. That's your copy. That's my copy, thank That's you. That's your copy. And if you need a copy of that, let us know. We'll get you a copy. Glory to God. But uh, we can just speak the word and be healed. Praise the Lord. Well, uh, we're dismissed till Wednesday. Uh, I think we've got good weather all week. I think there's supposed to be rain Wednesday or something, but I don't think we're looking at any snow. 